I cannot tell you how much I love my fans. They sometimes at night I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, ah, what's it all about, you know? And then I get a letter from a fan or I read something or I see something or I remember something and I realize it's so lucky to have fans, fans who really care about you. And that's the reason I care so much about the fans because they make me feel so great. And there's something, if you think about it, that is wonderful about somebody caring about you as I care about them, whom you've never met, who may live in another part of the world, but they care and you have something in common and occasionally you contact each other. And this business of fans, I think it's terrific. And I love them all. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 119 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Zalachahi, and tonight's co-pilots for this week's adventure in podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo, the man who's been called out for his moroseness, if that's even a word, but he's <laughs> going to step his game up tonight. I think there's an email about that such thing, maybe a little bit about that coming a little bit later. Mr. Less is... The monstrosity. Instead of moroseness. <laughs> I was going to say morose monstrosity, but whatever. Gonzalez, the man we call El Hombre. The man that is... <laughs> The band that is pretty much the basis of the game, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> As you hear that music in the background. The man that shoots his... Six shooter. Six shooter is the word I'm looking for. With precision, with accuracy, and with a whole lot of lead. Mr. Eric. Has watched a whole bunch of Back to the Future lately, Strathers. Nice. Great, Scott. That's heavy, Doc. Marty. 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 <laughs> Now, tonight, I called this man, this royal... Highness. Thank you. I'm just losing <laughs> words today. Yeah. Well, I it's just, it's just, just, you're just so excited. Thanks yeah. for being in my head. Gotcha. And also in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> we brought him here because obviously we all know there was a tragedy this week and our... That is the word. The great Stan Lee passed away. 
And I thought, who better to come in and talk a little Stan Lee and comics? Somebody that just loves the craft. I, I'm sure you guys are listening to my dog. My dog, Leia, right now is very upset running around because I think she just found out about Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. We brought in His Majesty himself, Mr. King Tom, a.k.a. Tom Chansky. Gentlemen, the king. I'm, I'm doing all right, Arajan. Boo and Les and Eric, how is, thank you for having me. How is everyone? Oh, we're great. We're good. We're great. Eric, how you doing? I'm really good, man. I took a week of vacation this week and have been hanging out doing whatever I want, whenever I want. Oh, that's the best. And, so it's whatever your wife tells you to do? <laughs> uh, well, let's face it. She and I are so on the same page that what I want and what she wants are practically the same thing. Aww. So a bunch of, a bunch of Star Wars toys? You know what's sad is I haven't bought any Star Wars toys this week. And I'll tell you why. Because my Target has given up. They've given up on being awesome. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) They don't want a Black Friday debacle? Well, I'll tell you, man. If they're gearing up for Black Friday, they're doing the best job of hiding everything (laughs) leading up to it. (laughs) Is there something that you're really looking for this Black Friday, Star Wars-wise? No. I mean, not really, but... I just like to see some of the newer stuff out on the shelf. I saw our buddy Simon happen to grab one of the new Bespin Han Solos. It was inexplicably marked down on clearance already, even though it's brand new. He got it for $2 and something. What? And I haven't even seen a single one in the damn store. Damn, Simon. That's good luck. You yeah, play the lottery. Or either that or he just switched you know, little labels from one box oh, to the Simon other. bust out a switchy label deal that... People used to do back in the day. Do they still do that? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, they do sometimes. And I'll tell you what. Remember when I worked? I told you I worked in asset protection. Mm-hmm. That was a popular scam. And guess what, people? It's just as much stealing as walking out with the product <laughs> is, and it's just as punishable by law. Did as, you say you worked at asset well, protection. What did you say? I worked asset? in asset protection. Oh my bad. I, I was in asset bad, I protection. I was your bodyguard. Remember that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ass hat protection. Ass hat. I get in line before I kick you so hard you'd be wearing your ass for a hat. Ass hat began life as part of a larger phrase that didn't proclaim idiocy but threatened violence. My money, 24 hours, or you will wear your ass for a hat. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> hey, man, you, 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 you started it. <laughs> you started it. I did. I, did. I deserve that. I deserve that. How are you guys doing? Boo, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing yeah, I'm good. Everything A-OK? Getting ready for... Gobble Gobble Day. Oh, absolutely. We're having Gobble Gobble Day at Boo's house this year. Yes, we are. Yes. Very excited for that. Some some nom noms in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Some nom noms. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Les, how you doing? You almost, your house almost caught on fire? Unrelated to the crazy fires that we've been having, unfortunately, here in California, Northern California, Southern California. And uh, I mean, it wasn't too scary thing, but. Oh, man. We've had some. Yeah, it could have gotten to our house and we wouldn't have had any clue. So yeah, it's awful. That's crazy. And the guy almost got to like you have some livestock and we have stuff some like chickens. That. Yeah, and they, it almost got right to them, right? It almost right. got to their coop. Yeah, yeah. it would have. Yeah. By the way, thank you to all the first responders and the amazing firefighters mm-hmm. out there for kicking ass pretty much this yes. whole week and still kicking ass. The fire is only forty five percent contained. You guys rock, and you guys are unbelievable, and you guys are heroes. No matter what, no matter what. Oh. Some people might say, we know sometimes fires are uncontrollable, 
and also winds are uncontrollable, mm-hmm. but you guys rock the party that rocks the party. So That's right. bless your hearts. Mm-hmm. Real heroes. Yes. So let's get on with it. Let's talk. We have some amazing Star Wars things to talk about. Obviously, news dropped after we recorded, like literally hours, like <laughs> yeah, seven hours after we recorded yesterday. And then more things dropped, which is great because mm-hmm. we can talk about it. But let me do the introductions first. The shenanigans. We are proud members of the Mickey Star Wars Podcast Network with podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. And I know we normally leave all this stuff about Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff in the beginning, but I think now what we need to do is just get into the stuff and do all that stuff at the end. Sounds like a plan. What do you guys think about this? Sounds great. Instead of like wasting time like I'm doing right now. Let's get into, uh, let's jump in there and get into the PSD box office report. This week's box office report is brought to you by the company who's always number one in the designer box or brief category, PSD Underwear. Since 2007, PSD specializes in premium, affordable underwear with styles for men, women, and youth. They have put together a talented group of designers that include pro athletes Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Chandler Parsons, Baker Mayfield, and just added to the PSD family, pro gamer Ninja. So go to PSDunderwear.com and check them out on Facebook. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I'm wearing them right now. PSD, wear your life. We have a new number one, and that is Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. It debuted with a chart-topping $66 million this weekend. However, wow. it wasn't all roses for the weekend. New wide releases as Overlord and Girl in the Spiderweb managed to not catch any audiences out there. Uh, they actually bombed, both of them. Damn. Bohemian Rhapsody wow. still kicked ass and made $30 million. Overlord, like I talked about, only made 10 And all of this news is coming from BoxOfficeMojo.com, courtesy of PSD. Hmm. Our cool sponsors. That's right. Talk about reboots. Dr. Seuss has uh, kicked ass again. $66 million is a lot of money. It is. It is. And, and this is uh, more about the little girl, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, this is more just centered on him primarily. Hmm. This is just like uh, minus the girl, just kind of his plan, stuff like that. How Christmas interacts with him. In a, in a way. When and he Benedict Cumberbatch yes. is Dr. Seuss. Yeah, and, and the uh, the dog the Max. No, he's actually Dr. Seuss. He wrote The Grinch. Oh. It's about Dr. Seuss writing The Grinch. <laughs> I'd watch that. Totally kidding. It's not. You got me again. By the way, you told me it was Mueller. Mueller? It's Mueller? definitely not. It's Mueller. It's goddamn Mueller. <laughs> what did you say? I said Mueller, and the, last week he re- uh, corrected me and said, no, it's not Mueller. It's Mueller. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll listen to you. I mean, it had M-E-U. It's Mueller, Fine. like the guy that's investigating our president. Understood. <laughs> I mean, there's some people that say Kramer and Kramer. Says what Kramer. Who says, who says Kramer? Kramer? You know who says Kramer? The only people that say Kramer are somebody who are desperately trying to make a point that they weren't wrong when they were telling you how to pronounce a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Okay. I just wanted to get that correction and retractions. Oh, yeah. Okay. By the way, I got to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank God. Yeah. I saw it on 10 a.m. On a Monday morning, <laughs> and I will say the theater was packed at well, 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Packed with 
with who though? With people? What is no, 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 no. But <laughs> what age range of people? Oh, all kinds. Really? Yeah. There was a, actually next to me. There was a, like a eleven year old kid with his dad, which That's I thought awesome. was rad. And then there were some older people. There were some younger people. It was a good mix. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was really happy, and I really, really enjoyed the film. Great. I thought it was spot on. They used. You know, Hollywood liberties, yeah. certain spots, but I, I mean, it, I know why they did it. It is a movie. It's a movie and they wanted to make it a more rounded film. I understand that. But I will say this. I did get emotional at one point. Mm. I got emotional when Live Aid started and he starts off on the piano doing Bohemian Rhapsody. It put me back exactly when I was a kid, watching with my dad and watching with my brother in the living room. I remember exactly where I was, and it was perfect to a T of exactly how the shin. I mean, it was dead on, yeah. spot on. I saw I saw a side by side of the actual the movie. Yeah, how they portrayed it in the actual live recording of Live Aid. It was spot on. It, it was, was it was it was pretty awesome, pretty scary. Yeah. Key question though: Did you donate? That I, oh, to Live Aid? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I donated. Absolutely. I, donated. I mean, everybody shit. at that time, Eric, you remember this, and King Tom, you probably remember this, and Les. Mm-hmm. It was a massive deal. Live Aid was a game changer. For, oh, for sure. Yeah. It was unbelievable, and it, it definitely caught the eye of everyone. They did one in the United States, I believe, at RFK Stadium, and they did one at Wembley, and it was huh? on, on at the same time. Am I correct on that? I thought they did something in Philly, but maybe they did oh, RFK right. too. It was it was Philly. It was Philadelphia. All I remember is the one in London had a was, hum- was the big one. <laughs> was a way better yeah. lineup. Yeah. I mean, we had a reunion of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. We had the Who. We had Paul McCartney, Elton John, Queen. The Police were there. U two was there, and then I think at the U S side it was like Aerosmith and Stevie Wonder and somebody else. It was still a big lineup, but it wasn't nowhere near what mm-hmm. London was. Did Madonna do it? Madonna did it, yeah. yeah. She did, did the it. US side. I yes. Yeah. I performed. Hey, she did Teddy all of US side and she performed. Teddy yeah. Pendergrass performed. <laughs> That's fine. No, it was one of those just to roll over. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Aha <laughs> so, performed in London. Aha did? Yep. Yep. There. One song. <laughs> they had more than they, that they one. They had two song. songs. They buddy. did. But they did. The one song we all wanted to hear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No one wanted The Sun Always Shines on TV. Ooh, that was a good one, though. But uh, uh, going back to the film, great job. Rami Malek, Oscar Award nominee, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guaranteed. If if not the award in his hands already. I'm, I'm not going to give it to him yet, but depending on what else comes out, it's in his hands. Yeah, they're pushing Hugh Jackman for this film. The front runner, you said, right? Front runner, or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but definitely go see it. Yes. It's great. If you're a Queen fan... Man, oh man, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. All right. I think it's time to finally get into stuff that we've wanted to talk about for seven days. <laughs> and now we can have our cake and eat it too. That's right. I don't know. I wanted to use that phrase. 
Let's do some Star Wars chit chat. You guys ready? Absolutely, man. Yep. Absolutely. Mr. Struthers, lead us to the promised land. Well, the big, big news, and I want to personally thank, thank King Tom for putting this blurb out there, this specific quote from Bob Iger, the fourth quarter Disney earnings call was the how he went on and on about how much of a financial success The Last Jedi was. And, I mean, we all <laughs> realized it, but for God's sake, if there's anybody out there that still doubts that Disney was super stoked about how that movie performed, well, exhibit Q, okay? <laughs> there it is. But, in the meanwhile, the big news from that is the announcement. Oh, by the way, the Disney streaming service, it's going to be called Disney Plus. Disney with the plus, not the word plus and no spaces. So get busy, people. And But there is going to be a Cassian Andor spy series on the streaming platform that Diego Luna will be coming back to play Cassian in. And I got to tell you, man, I am super stoked on that. For what I mean, the Mandalorian, I'm real psyched on that too. But there was just something about this that seems so much more grounded and real. And I think that's because we're already familiar with the character itself. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I I love it. Uh, I think what Eric said kind of sums it up very well for me. That we've I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian, but we know who Cassian is. And even though we know how his story ends, that the line about being in the fight since he was six, uh, I think some of the ad- additional material said that he grew up on a separatist planet. So that's what that meant. And I'm looking forward to seeing more about him. And just ever since the series was announced, I've been thinking of who I would like to see in this. And that list keeps growing and growing and i'm i think it's going to be great it's they're taking a i don't think it's not anything like they're taking a chance but they're 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 putting something big out there i think this is big for fans it's it's big for representation because i know a lot of people who are happy about that um that they're doing this with diego luna i i just think it's a great move yeah, I do too, King Tom. I think it's a move that not only is going to make fans really, really happy and stoked about this, but it's going to open the door for all the rest of the characters mm-hmm. that we might be wanting. Diego Luna's a big deal. He is going to be in this season's Narcos, mm-hmm. and that's good, the one that's about Mexico. And he he's up there in up echelon. And then they also, not only did they get this, they also already teased us and told us that we're going to get some big names on the Marvel adventure side of things. So this opens Mm -hmm. the door not only for his character, but Eric and I were speaking uh, yesterday while we were driving, when I was driving to work and we had a nice long conversation. And one thing that came up was how great would it be? And I think Eric brought this up. How great would it be if we find out Chewie and Han's story this way? So this opens this up. That'd be bitching. I would love that. Yeah, and Eric, so instead Eric, of a you, sequel, they give us a, a, yeah, they give a us series. A, they give us a 10-episode series. That's what, Eric, you were saying that, correct? Yeah, because, I mean, what we really want to see, the action in Solo is great and all that, but the story that people, I think, would really be most intrigued in is the development of, of the relationship between Han Solo and Chewbacca, and what better way to do it than in a multi-part series where you don't have to worry about getting in and out 
with, okay, we got two hours. We got to have an arc. We got to do this. We got to cram all this in there. And then we got to get the story closed up. I just, I really think that could be cool. So why, uh, why not stop there and try to actually make it, you know, like a five season thing where each season is like a year or two covers two years. I mean, they're good, but I'm just saying to have a list actors commit yes. to 50 episodes is not. Oh yeah, gonna, now my yeah, I'm not my my brain is going like. Sure, like, sure, I understand so what you're saying. More. Yeah, that's great. this way. What what Eric is saying is we can have Kira come in mm-hmm. at any point. We can have Donald Glover come in for two or three episodes. That's we can what have I was Ray say. Park play. Mall. You know, Maul. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I mean it, it opens the door for everything, and yeah. not only f- just because of the Han series. Let's just say this Cassian series can have all those characters as well. If you think about it, correct? Diane's, yeah. Here's the thing, man. You've got the Republic became the Empire immediately following Palpatine's takeover. Yeah. Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at any point from there, because let's face it, the second the second you have an empire is the second you have a rebellion. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm. Good point. So it could be anywhere in there. My mm-hmm. guess is that the intent was it was Solo was supposed to be what five years before A New Hope. Six. I think so. Yeah, five or six years before. Yes, before A New Hope. Yes, correct. So yeah, that I would say in there would be the best pocket for it. But the thing with Cassian is, you know, he had been in the fight since he was six years old. He said, and there's so much that you could do with that. There's so many things that I think that really the sky's the limit i'm hoping that it's sort of dark and hardcore mm-hmm. that he's this ruthless badass that's yeah. you know mm-hmm. killing people when he needs to and we already saw we already saw a tease of that we already saw a tease of that in rogue one yeah. right the first five mm-hmm. minutes he shoots a dude in the back yeah exactly does this open up where we can see hera mm. and the, the ghost team somehow some way well look chopper's in rogue one correct Hera's yeah. name yes. is Hera's name well, is announced spoken, in Rogue yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possible. and we see and we see the ghost and and also That's maybe right. Ahsoka. Yeah, right. Ahsoka is deep into it during this time. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Damn. So let me ask you this: While we're talking about this, I thought about this today. They talked about when they first announced this streaming service. You know, we made kind of a deal about Bob Iger's phrasing that this would cost much less than Netflix. Correct. First of all, Netflix doesn't cost very much. So throwing much in there, you really got to wonder about that. But now with the stuff that they're announcing, it's the cost to produce this. It's got to be through the roof. You know, the Mandalorian has a crazy budget already. I don't know what it would co- it's going to cost to do this Cassian and or thing. But it's, it's certainly not going to be cheap. And then when you talk about like with the Marvel stuff that they've already announced, how <laughs> they must have the launch strategy to end all launch strategies mm-hmm. as far as getting people signed up for this. Speaking of launch strategies, I'm already sold. I'm already sold. Oh, e- even right. if it was the same price as Netflix, I think Netflix is eleven dollars now, or even bumped up to fifteen dollars a month. I'm in. Yeah, I've already, I've already, you know, bought, sold, you know, signed here, and I'm, I'm done kind of thing so i think that's their launch strategy and i think a lot of people agree with me or either you know teetering on the fence more towards my side of i'm in already that's that's what i think their launch strategy is and they just keep on adding which i'm just like great but i'm already i'm already my goose is cooked already i'm great to go good thanksgiving reference thank you (laughs) you know what's interesting is 
that what you were saying about how much it's going to cost per movie, you know, how much the mm-hmm. budget is going to be. Well, think about this. They do a Cassian series. Obviously, they're doing The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And let's just say they're doing another series, right? They commit $300 million to three series. That's going to be 30 episodes. That's still the price of almost one film for them. Yes. Yeah. So it's not out of the, like, this is not, like, insanely crazy for them. Mm-mm. Not at all. It, I do think Eric Eric's question is a very good one because that's, I'm just trying to figure out how how they're going to make money off of this, especially if these showers are going to cost so much. And when Iger mentioned Star Wars and the financial performance of The Last Jedi in the earnings call, one of the reasons he did did so was to warn stockholders that this next year, especially the first quarter, and they're in the first quarter right now, but it won't be as successful as it was last year. Not only right. are they do they not have The Last Jedi – but they're also going to um, stop getting licensing fees from Netflix for an influx of new shows so that they can have new shows on their streaming service. So I don't know finances. I don't know what their arrangements are, but I've got to think they know they're going to make some money off of this and they know how they're going to make the money. You know, they're putting up $100 million for a Star Wars show. They're getting Tom Hiddleston to do Loki. These things aren't cheap, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing, and they could be loss leaders as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they could be selling a shit ton of merchandise, a shit ton of toys. Yep. And this could be launching other films that can make them the extra $150, $200 million to wipe out what they spent on these shows. Mm-hmm. Although it's a shitty thing to say, but it's a whole lot easier to cancel a show mm-hmm. after a few seasons are ended, you know, abruptly or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, have a season, you know, season finale is here, you know, the only two seasons in, but fuck it, then to have a you know, $500 million movie where, you know, there's, there's a whole ton of casting. There's a whole ton of other actors and things like that. You know, to drop all that, that, that's embarrassing. People look, end shows all the time. Look at Luke Cage yeah, I, and look at Iron Fist. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they drop the hammer on those two and I, I, it's I no think problem. Something bigger in the works with them. Yeah. With, with the Luke Cage one, especially I, I, Iron Fist went away because it deserves to go away. It was crap. But Luke Cage, <laughs> yeah, there's 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 some some something in the water in that one. But but like going back to what I was saying, it's a whole lot easier to cancel a show than it is to just crush a movie. Yeah. Well, I think I think it kind of goes back to something that Eric was talking about last week in response to that article where they said the course correction and Eric's very logical, well thought out response to that. Um, you know, they don't really have to do TV shows like they do on or these types of streaming shows. It doesn't have to be season, 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 season. It can just be, well, they had an idea for something to be another Star Wars spinoff movie. But instead of making a movie, they're going to make a one season show about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be something that keeps running. It can have like. And my, my favorite example of this is Lost. They had an idea for an ending, but they wouldn't commit to it until the studio said, OK, we'll give you an end date. You know, a TV show doesn't have to run forever. It. I think you could tell a great story and a show would be better if it had a, a defined start and a defined end. Well, look at True Detective season one. Mm-hmm. They didn't go on and keep doing it. That season one, it was a start date, end date, and this is a story we're going to tell, and they killed it. Mm-hmm. They killed right. the same type of thing with, with this, with all these streaming. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into all this Disney streaming stuff. Digital Spy had a really cool article on up talking about what we know so far, and uh, some of the stuff's pretty interesting, so we'll get into that in a bit. But Love Diego Luna, by the way. Love the, they're going with a diverse mm-hmm. casting. Well, they've already casted him, but bringing this, his character back. 
What about The Mandalorian, Mr. Struthers? And we've heard some new news about that. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. How about this, man? Now, to be fair, this was already kind of tossed out there by one Mr. Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. But uh, it's been Variety has backed this up that Pedro Pascal is going to be the lead in The Mandalorian. Yes. So how about them apples, man? <laughs> It, uh, that's so that, great. yeah, that's awesome. And now, to, now let me ask you this. Do you think that means he is going to be the Mandalorian or do you think the Mandalorian is like a red herring and that's really about a group of people trying to track that guy down? No, I think he's going to be the lead. I think he's going to be the, the Mandalorian. That's the main guy in this mm -hmm. thing. And I think they picked a perfect actor and we talked about prospect last week. And we all got to see it. We're talking about how Pascal stole the show. Absolutely. And he was great in it. And it was a sci-fi film. And he was that, felt like he was that gunslinging Western type in this thing. If he brings that to this, mm -hmm. it's going to be just amazing. So great, great pickup. Like a really good sports team picking up like a free agent all-star like LeBron James or something. <laughs> bringing him in and you're like, okay, this is going to be a good season. Mm -hmm. You're starting off really well with Pedro Pascal. I love this guy. His uh, filmography is fantastic. Every time he's on screen, you know he's on screen. So, so that's that's great to bring in. What is it? The uh, diversity is already off to a great start. And yeah, although Eric's idea is interesting, I think I think people are clamoring or or you know dying to have a Mandalorian main character and one that has substance. Exactly, exactly. So you know somebody who's not just you know one liners and you know and, you know just a cool cool outfit, you know that kind of thing. Hey, Mister Solo. Solo on the rocks. You can't beat me. I'm Boba Fett. I'm the greatest bounty hunter ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he has to be the Mandalorian, and it, and it seems like it's gonna be uh, what from what little we've seen and what you know, uh, Jason Ward and making Star Wars put out about it and stuff like that. Looks like we're already off to a fantastic start. Yeah, and Jason's got some great pictures up. Mm -hmm. And go check out making Star Wars on net for the up to the minute Mandalorian scoops because right. he's got all the scoops. Mm -hmm. Not the poops, yeah. the scoops. <clears throat> yeah, man, there's a lot of cool-looking stuff that he's gotten grabs of. So we've seen some uh, original trilogy stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what looked to be death troopers. The the picture I was looking yeah. at is hard to tell because the helmet wasn't on. But the armor sure looks like oh, it from man. the oh, that's way it looks. Talk about direct tie-ins to Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Wonder if we see Krennic in this thing. See, that's that was my next thing is that if there's Death Troopers, there's Krennic because those are his personal not not troopers. not in the Mandalorian. Ah, that's true. Oh, that's yeah. right. We're mixing up our live streams. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're mixing them up. There's too many shows. Now. His cape might be there. Yeah, he he's a goner. What do you guys think, Eric and King Tom, about Pascal? I've only seen him in The Kingsman, and he's got hell of a lot of range and he can do action and it it's one of those things i wasn't that familiar with him but i'm like this guy is someone he's good he was a good actor uh he was or the, the second kingsman i should say i was very impressed yes. and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in star wars right he's been great in the game of thrones he was oh, he yeah. was in uh, right, right when he walked on you oh, see yeah. him in game of thrones you're like oh yeah. this guy's a badass mm -hmm. yeah he was in the movie the equalizer 2 with denzel and i watched that over this last year and the movie wasn't that fantastic but he was tremendous in it he's tremendous in everything he does mm -hmm. he brings his a game to whatever he doesn't mail it in that's for sure 
I think it's a cool pick, man. I mean, because he was so you hit it right on the head when you were talking about like his character and prospect versus what we're going to see right. in this or what we're expecting to see. And it's a good move. I think that, uh, I mean, they couldn't have gone wrong with the pick. So ace job. God, what a, Eric was saying also the yesterday that what a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So I can understand now why they, and I mean, people are probably going to get upset, but why they dumped all the EW, you know, the extended universe stuff, right? And said, look, we'll make mm-hmm. that Legends, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, Legends. Yes. Because mm-hmm. all this new look stuff coming learning out. Star Wars lingo. Thing is, and I'm not saying that some of the the EU stuff wasn't good. Okay, that's not at all what I'm saying. But when you buy a franchise like this, you got to open the door wider and you've got to decide, man, here's from a a storytelling standpoint and an investment standpoint, here's the amount of room we really need to have. And and I mean, it was in the purest form, just from a business decision, it wasn't that they were trying to be disrespectful. It's like, we need this thing to make money in the long term. Here's what we should do. Right. No, and I agree. Ace, uh, yeah. decision making. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have a bunch of stories out there and pretty much say like, hey, these are shelved. They're great stories. These are going to be legends. These are always going to be there. But we're not. We're going to use some of the stuff in these yeah. stories. But we can't have a thousand stories going on. No, no, we no. And then the new stuff right. coming going forward is like, look, we saw what was there. Mm-hmm. We're going to blow this up, and you know, we're going to make right. this a little. We're going, like you said, open the door wider, right? And bring more things to it, and just fill it out more, flesh it out more. Yeah, I get it. Some of those things were awesome, and you know. And there's some bombs in there too, but ultimately to have, to take advantage of what we have going forward as far as technology, all the other things we have going on to be able to say, look, these are the stories we're going to be able to put out there now. Just sit back, kick your heels up and enjoy everything we roll out. Right. And that's. And I know Star mm -hmm. Wars is for always, it's for children. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The storyline is, I mean, we love the storyline and we love Star Wars and it'll never change how we feel about it, but I hope these are a little bit more HBO and Netflix-y. Well, see, that's that's the thing I'm hoping for, especially with Diego Luna. Um, like you said, you know, the first time we see him in you know Rogue One, kills a dude. Kills a <laughs> a a friend, a pal, you know, somebody, you know, that he would almost, you know, trust or something like that, shoots him in the back just so he can get away. Because he yeah. knows that he's gonna get captured and he can't have that. Right. So right off of that that seems like it with the Mandalorian. The guy's a bounty hunter. Yeah, dead either dead or alive. You're coming with me, you know, Robocop style. Just off of what little we know, there's a good chance. I re- I agree with you. I really hope so. Hope it, so it would be a damn shame if not. But yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They, they they have to be much not much more mature. You know, I'm not. I don't need any blood or gore or anything like that. But yeah, but they have to be. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be adult. like Marvel. The fender status where you're going to have people like doing it constantly and like Jessica Jones. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. There's you know, uh, more sex in there. Yeah. yeah. But I think it should be a little bit like you said. I think, Tom, that should be darker. There was one other casting report. report. Gina Carano, uh, some sources, I think Variety, Hollywood Reporter are saying that she's been cast in The Mandalorian. Yeah. That's what she, and she was the only thing I've seen her in is the original Deadpool. And uh, it was kind of her character was kind of a one note character but she kicked ass in that and i guess yes, she's she a did. former she's a former ufc fighter right. so she can she can do action stuff yeah she can do the physical stuff that's yeah. for sure yeah very cool i'm i'm cool with that strong female 
character, female. I, I still haven't forgiven her for beating up Colossus, but I'll, I'll live. <laughs> she did whoop his ass. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's she did. Her. She whooped his ass. That's her. Okay. Oh, Nigga Sonic saved the day on yeah. that. One. Yeah. 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 Well, this is great news. We have an email from the whim, and it has it's very Star Warsy. So, um, I think uh, you want to read this thing, Les. Hey guys, just wanted to chime in. It's been a while. Was kind of broken by some Star Wars fans or SW fans. I lost my faith a little in the fandom, so I stepped away from it. I never stopped listening to the show, though. You guys are still fun to listen to. Well, thanks, Wim. Wanted to add my Star Wars story. I saw New Hope when I was six, and for the longest time, memory of actually going to a theater to see it slip. I remembered R2 getting blasted on Tatooine by the Jawas and falling over. I still laugh at that today. <laughs> but other than that scene, I had no memory of it. Oh. Fast forward to the special editions. Prior to them coming out, I was baffled that I couldn't recall this vital memory. I can remember the summer of 77 and having some of my father's relatives from Germany in the U.S. and we took them to a drive-in to see it. When I went to the theater, my girlfriend, now the Mrs. Wim, and saw the line, everything came back to me at that moment. Just goes to show you, there was so much more to that movie than what was on the screen. Talk to you soon. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. This is going to (laughs) hurt. A little P.S. here. I never got Dave Matthews either. How dare you, Wim? He wrote a few catchy <laughs> tunes, and he was a sax player. He has, he has a sax player. He has a, oh, sorry, he has a sax player. But I don't get the high regard so many people hold him to. And Lord of the Same. Rings suck. Even the fucking trees were walking. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn, Wim, you just ended this thing off really badly. <laughs> that's that's great. This, thing. this guy has no problem dropping some snark. That's all, good. All right, let me defend Dave a little bit, okay? Just a tiny bit. Little people, paper. So for people, hey, I love that song. Hold on, hold on. For people that don't get Dave is because they haven't seen Dave live. You go If you go see uh, Dave live, you will I see. I don't here. have seven hours free, Arash. <laughs> you guys, man. Uh, you know what? Uh, you have to. Uh, I get it. I understand. King Tom likes Weezer. Yeah, you can like the... Weezer and Dave. I like Weezer and Dave. There, there are some Dave songs I I like. First of all, you but can't I call just... him Dave unless you've seen him, King Tom. You can't just uh, say okay. Dave. There you are some Dave Matthews band, the Thank band you. that that the rules. flushes its human waste on crowds off of a bridge. There, there are some of those band songs. Oh, that, that was just, that was, the, that was unfortunate. Whole. That was very unfortunate. Why, why do you guys always have to bring out the one they damn dumped, thing? No, their tour bus, they dumped the, uh, they, they did their dump. And that wasn't them. Their bilge or They didn't do it. The driver it. did it like an idiot. As they were driving over an overpass and it just splashed onto the people under. That's, that's awful and hilarious at the same Ooh. time. If you go see Dave, if you go see Dave Matthews Band, where, you will, where, know, uh, where you will notice the, they're amazing <laughs> musicians, and they're great live, and it's just a fun atmosphere, and it's a great time. So that's all I will say. And you can right. get real high, baby. You can get really high. <laughs> high, high. And I'm not going to lie. There are big-time douchers that go. Oh, yeah. And I don't Big-time douchers that go there. see him. But just ignore the douchers and yeah. just have fun and listen to the music. I'm in the best shape of my life. I've been working my Dave Matthews punching bag. Thank you very much for using me today. This isn't annoying enough. I need my David Lee Roth bag. All right. Now, the Lord of the Rings things, I don't think Lord of the Rings suck. But if you don't like walking trees, that's your deal, Wim. Yeah, that that portion of, of the movie is, is a bit rough, especially with the... I love those fucking walking trees. Yeah, but, was, but, but with like the other hobbits where you're like, I, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, I I could agree with that, but the rest of the movie and movies oh, are fantastic. I think fantastic. we don't have Claire on this episode. She's going to start crying. Yeah. yeah, dude, don't do that. 
Watch your back, Johnny. Mm. Well, thanks, Wim. Thanks for the email, except for the last part. It was really shitty. <laughs> we appreciate you, Vid. We do sure. appreciate you. All right. Um, are we ready to get into some random schmeels? Sure. There's not a lot. Of, but I do want to say this, though. Uh, we decided that King Tom... You know, well, you, let's just rewind here. You King mean, Tom... You mean King Tom decided. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> rewind. King Tom decided that he's not going to send us messages anymore. Say what? Or voice messages anymore. He's not going to call in and do his typical, I run the podcast, play my message thing. So what he's <laughs> going to do now is we're going to have a segment called On the Throne with King Tom. And his segment's going to be played and we're going to listen to him talk about whatever he wants to talk about because he is the king. We have no choice. And then he's going to give us maybe a question here and there or a comment. And then if he wants us to, we'll talk about his comments or questions or whatever he has. So I will always want you to. Oh, thank you, King Tom. It is proud to have you come on board as an official member of the Sith list. Thank you. Hopefully people re- will know that you're on the Sith list, unlike they do with Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. See, yeah, that's a whole thing. That's and- a whole thing. And I don't know where that comes from, because we promote the shit out of Eric. We love Eric. Yeah. Eric, has- I, listen, people. I, 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 Eric Struthers is a member of the Sith list, and he will always will be. So stop. Acting like he's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I don't know if the being on every episode for this really long stretch is just not cementing it somehow or what. But, you know, it, it's whatever, man. It's whatever. Just it makes me sad. And my oh. sense of self-worth is wrapped oh. up in it. Eric, listen. Every time. Every time somebody mentions the crew from the Sith list, you know who I'm talking about. Everybody but Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what, Eric? I, I will say this: since you've been our podcast, I don't know how long it's been. You've probably been on about sixty. It's been episodes. about a year. Yeah, you've been probably at least sixty, probably maybe more than that. I, I think our podcast has rounded to exactly what Boo and I thought it was going mm-hmm. to be rounded to when we first started. You and Les being added on has made us just right. Has completed us. No, you, you complete me. Well, absolutely, and, and, yeah. They, and I'm here to expertise. fuck it up. And King Tom's coming on board for his segments, and he's going to just kill it. You're it's not going to fuck it up. It's the cherry on top. Crown. Very good. See, that's why he's here. I that's why Les is here. Else after that. And, and his, like, jovial and bubbly self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's why we that. have Les. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, King Tom, very excited. King Tom. Too. Thank you. On the throne with King Tom. My yeah. very first episode was episode 68, which was November 26th last year. Whoa. Wow, so we're coming up to a year. Yeah. Yep. We're on the cusp. A year anniversary with Eric Struthers. And I finally I figured out how to pronounce his name. What? How is the last Struthers. Two episodes. Struthers. <laughs> Struthers. Struthers <laughs> rhymes with bothers. L- like Kramer. Ha! Uh, <laughs> here we go. All right. Uh, you guys are so debonair. I love you guys. <laughs> monumentous, Araj. Monumentous. Oh, yeah, monumentous. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
our show. Let's bring it down a notch. But I don't want to be sad because there's nothing to be sad about other than we've lost this amazing human being. But we should be happy that we had this human being in all of our lives and mm-hmm. he's touched all of our lives. And we probably wouldn't have this podcast in a way if it wasn't for him mm-hmm. and the characters that he made and the lives that he's touched. You know, I was thinking George Lucas is our version of Stan Lee in Star Wars World. Yes, you know what I mean? science fiction. So, yeah, well, just he's he started this thing and this amazing franchise is in everything you see all around you. Right, you want to go buy oranges? They're on. They're on fucking oranges. You uh, toothpaste. There. You watch a movie that has nothing to do with science fiction or fandom or anything. A Star Wars reference pops up. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's everywhere. And I think Stan Lee is the same way because of the characters he's made in his Marvel universe. And unfortunately, yeah. we lost Stan Lee. He, he has passed away at ninety-five years old. And he lived a long life, and he lived a marvelous life. Ooh. <laughs> Yes. And one of the reasons we wanted to bring King Tom in, because I know King Tom's a big, big Marvel guy, X-Men guy, and I wanted to get his take on how Stan Lee's characters and his content has changed you know, his life and maybe, obviously, Les's life. You guys are big comic book fans. Boo's life. He's a huge Hulk fan. Yeah. So, King Tom, I know it's a sad day, but here at Sithless, we don't do a moment of silence. We do a moment of sound. So I want you guys to sound off about what he meant to you guys. For me, Stanley, I mean, I, I his place in history, he's I think he's America's greatest storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he served in World War II and he started working with the company that that became Marvel back in World War II writing Captain America. Then during the I always get the ages mixed up, but in the early 1960s, he and the artists at Marvel, he didn't work alone. Uh, you know, he worked with the artists to introduce superheroes. And the superheroes he introduced, they were regular people. They were flawed. They were hated by the people that they wanted to protect. And he told stories, he made them seem real. And he even was able to take a character from 20 years earlier, Captain America and reintroduce him. And he set up this universe that kept going. And that by the time I came around and I, you know, Eric less or Raj, I think we all have the same experience where, you know, he, he wasn't writing the comics anymore. He was out in Hollywood and he was, you know, behind the Incredible Hulk TV show, he was he was the voice on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And he was not writing these stories anymore, but he was the personality behind them. And he believed in the characters. It wasn't it didn't make you feel like you're a fan of these comic book characters. Therefore, you're you're off reading in a corner somewhere. He made it seem like it was cool to be into these characters. And I just remember, you know, when, when I would, when I would read comics and start putting two and two together, Stanley presents would be at the, on the front page of every Marvel issue. Stanley is that guy who's, you know, has a kind of high pitched voice. He's talking about Spider-Man or he's talking about incredible Hulk. Stanley is the one who with Jack Kirby, with Steve Ditko, he created these characters and, 
the universe that still carried on into the, the mid eighties when I was reading every week. Um, and it was just the impact that he had. And then he got to see the characters he created come to life and basically take over pop culture in the Marvel cinematic universe. And I, I know there are other creators, artists that get to see their movies come to life but i I can only imagine for stan to have it span that long that it was very rewarding and he he loved he loved the spotlight but he also loved the fans and the past few days i've just i never got to meet him but i've read you know comic book creatives and just normal people who've had encounters with him and they're all memorable so you know we were we were lucky to have him. We and sure were. I think, I think you said before, he, he changed all of our lives. And I, I could go on and on, but I'll just leave it at that and let someone else talk. No, that was really well said. You're, you're correct. He's got to be America's greatest storyteller. I would want to put him up there with some literary greats. You have to say Stan Lee has done just that. Like he's, his legacy is it's going to go on forever. And people, mm-hmm. the beauty of it is, is people have been able to take his base stories and turn them into bigger things. Uh, yep. he, he utilized his platform to speak out against certain things. So like you said, yes, the create, the heroes he created, the, the characters created flawed, you know, in, you know, the, uh, the shy nerd who gets bitten by a radioactive spider and, you know, he becomes Spider-Man or, you know, people that are born differently mm-hmm. and nobody accepts them and they got to go out and try to make everything work, you know, peacefully coexist with everyone. Uh, it goes on and on just the different, you know, things that he put out there. And, you know, he was obviously, he had lived a long, long life, but mm. it, it, this one actually really, really hurts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about his characters, by the way, as they were flawed. Mm-hmm. If you really look at all of them, they all have flaws and they're all just regular yeah, no, and, and and I it's would bring that up to you a lot, Raj. When we would talk, I'd be like, "Dude, you can't." Superman is one thing, but he's like a, a written, you know, he's a godlike. But Spider Man, you know, is trying to save the world, and he's freaking out like, "Oh shit, I didn't pay my rent." Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or I'm gonna fail out of college because I am, I'm never there. Like, not only know. that, but Spider Man in the you know his very first origin issue, he fucked up. Yes, his biggest fuck up changed his life and made him a hero because he didn't stop the robber. That's right. And then the Fantastic Four, a bunch of fuck-ups? Did uh, you really think about it initially? That question of space, you know, traveling into space and what you could possibly bring back, you know, what it could do to, you know, putting humans in space. But, I mean, he made that cool. Like, you know, it was cool to go and pass through a cosmic storm and come back and be not only the smartest man on the planet, in Reed Richards, but you're also Mr. Fantastic, like simple as that, or you're the human torch, you know, it made it cool. Like he made it cool to be into heroes, to be into superheroes, to want to be superheroes, you know, to want to be able to say, you know, to find something to relate to. It's just, and I will always go to the Hulk when I say every now and then, no matter how meek you are, how demure people are, there's just comes a point where even in your mind you go, well, I wish I could just break everything right now. 
you know, you get really upset. Hulk smash. And, and that's mm-hmm. what the Hulk is. Like, that's why you, do, Bruce you Banner say less smash at work sometimes. Just <laughs> gets angry and just says, I'm knocking everything down. And just, I mean, it's evolved over time, but, you know, that is, you know, a base thing. Like, to have all those different aspects and then to take something like Norse mythology and I know, right? Completely bring that back. Like, hey, hey, guys, there's this, this guy over here who's, you know, the god of thunder and, you know, we can bring those elements and turn it into this really cool thing. For me, he has created most of my childhood and now adult entertainment. You know, uh, he was, he was the spawn and he has, you know, kept it, kept it going and kept it alive, which is something that's incredible. You know, going back to what Les was saying, you know, with the Hulk and stuff like that, you know, it's, it, you know, as a child, I had some, some anger issues and things like that. And he was, he was a character that I latched onto as to know that you can have that. Everyone's got it. It's in everyone, but you can choose to utilize it in some way the best you can, or, you know, know that you can keep it under control and know what the cost of it is. It might be, you know, some, some fantastic power, but there's always some price to it. You know, great power comes with great responsibility, that kind of thing. So yeah, so, you know, that was, that was instrumental in, in my life and things like that. Going back to what he did after, you know, he stopped writing, stopped creating characters, he loved what he did. He loved mm-hmm. being part of Marvel. He loved being a thing people look for in movies. Some people go see Marvel movies just to see his cameo. They're interested in the movie, but they're like, I need to see the Stan Lee cameo. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, they got better and better and better. You know, they, they became just, Oh shit, there he is. You know, every, everybody in the movie theater would light up when he, they would see him on screen. You know, they would see him say something, you know, sometimes he didn't have to say anything at all, but you see him, you're like, Oh shit, there he yeah, is. And I hope they continue that, by the way, and not, but as pictures or some kind of reference mm-hmm. to him, a mm-hmm. picture on a frame, mm-hmm. yep. on a wall, something. Um, and you know, those cameos were, he was contractually ob- obligated to be in every mm-hmm. film that had his creation in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he put it in there purposely because he wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's going back to what I said. He loved doing it. He right. loved being something for the fans. He loved his fans, you know, uh, although later, later in his life, you know, uh, being more available to fans became tough and became a little, a little muddled in, in, you yeah. know, other people, people took wanting, advantage of him. Yeah. Taking advantage of him. But if, you know, if he was able bodied, you know, till the day he died, he would have been out there with the fans signing, talking, oh, yeah. you know, you know, just, you know, enjoying people's stories. And, you know, and the greatest thing is, you know, all the way to the end, he was, you know, he was always a part of it, always happy to do it, you know, always happy to be, you know, you know, when somebody would say, you know, you've, you've, you've created my heroes, you know, you are my hero. He would love to hear that. You know, there's never a moment where he was unhappy to to be part of something. You know, he was always excited about it. And then, you know, the energy that he would bring to everything and how great of a person he was. You know, it's, it is a it is a true loss. Absolutely. It really is. It really is. For sure, man. And you guys have hit it all on the head. One of the things for me when I was a kid, I always imagined I would know that I was grown up when I stopped being afraid of things or like stopped worrying about things. And I'm reading these comic books and realizing these people who are incredibly powerful are just as messed up with doubt as I am as a kid. And man, it really made the characters easy to connect to. 
And I was always drawn to the Marvel heroes much more than the DC heroes. And it was just, I think it was the writing style and just the, like the vision for the characters that led to that. So I'm glad that Stanley was able to bring so many of his ideas to life and he'll be sorely missed. It's, it's going to be a hard thing to continue that legacy in a way that will always reflect what he intended it to be. Absolutely. You guys all nailed it on the head there. He's uh, definitely going to be missed, but we still have amazing characters that we can watch and remember him by, which is the greatness that was Stanley. So hopefully he's uh, building characters up there somewhere. I'm sure he is. (laughs) I'm sure he is. (laughs) All right, so I told you earlier that we're going to get into some of the Disney stuff, the streaming stuff from Digital Spy, and let's go over some of the stuff real quick so we know some some things that are going on with this amazing new network that is going to have everything that pretty much Star Wars fans and Marvel fans want to see. So the release date, so when will it launch? It looks like the platform will launch at some point in late 2019 once Disney current distribution agreement deal with Netflix, which allows Netflix to amongst others, host large Marvel movies comes to an end. Here's the crazy thing that I found out that when this thing launches, we're not going to have the original six films of Star Wars because TNT owns the rights for another three years after this thing launches. So we're going to get new Star Wars content and we're going to get sequels. I mean, the new trilogies, but we're not going to get the old stuff on here. Wow. And a lot of people don't know that. So that's pretty interesting. Key question. Do we know yeah. exactly what month the Netflix Disney deal ends? I, I don't know one ah, month, but if okay. they're saying the late 2019, so I'm thinking the maybe... Last quarter. Last quarter, Last yeah. three months of the year, gotcha. So what's going to be the content of this thing? We've talked a little bit about it, but the service will approximately have 7,000 episodes of television and 500 movies available to stream. This will be in part made up with new original movies and TV shows exclusive to the service with budgets for these projects ranging from $25 million to $100 million, according to Deadline. Deadline had that info. Uh, notable film projects in the works include live-action takes on Lady and the Tramp with Tessa Thompson and Justin Thoreau, Peter Pan, and The Sword in the Stone, which I think is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that. And reboots of Three Men and a Baby, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Parent Trap. An- another key question. Yeah. Are those are all those shows and those movies going to be available at the start? Or is it going to be like something like, like Warner Brothers did with DC Universe where they're going to trickle it in? Which I, I would imagine a- trickle it in. That's a lot of production for it all to come out all of a sudden. But you're still going to get all of the other Disney stuff. That's what I'm asking. Not, not, not the new stuff. I understand the new stuff's not going to so you should be, be able booming to get in. Snow White. That's that's what I'm asking. Is like the shows, the movies are all good. once Fantasia, I once like, yeah I'm, once I'm, Disney I'm, Plus <laughs> is live. Do I get the large Rebels. chunk of the Disney catalog? That's what I'm asking. Yes, you do. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's why they're waiting. Yes, you do. Wow. That's a whole lot. Uh, you're really looking forward to the reboot of Three Men and a Baby, I heard. No, I'm actually looking forward to the Father of the Bride reboot because <laughs> I I love those movies. The movies are great. You got you can't do it without Martin Short and Mr. Uh, Martin? Steve Martin. Yeah. No, Martin Short. Martin Short. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Frank. Yeah. Oh, he's Frank. He's great. Yeah, he's the best. I love Frank. What does this streaming network mean for Marvel? Disney ends its distribution deal with Netflix 2019, meaning Ant-Man and the Wasp will be the last Marvel movie to get streaming release on the platform and Captain Marvel will be the first to debut exclusively on Disney's service towards the end of next year. But it's not just on the big screen outings of the stream of Disney platform. A number of original Marvel series are also in the works with 
closer links to the movies than previous Netflix offerings, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, etc. There's a Scarlet Witch limited series in development and a Loki event series with Elizabeth Olsen and Tom Hiddleston. The third MCU project to be announced is a Falcon Winter Soldier team-up. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. All right, mm-hmm. so what does this mean for Star Wars? The animation in the Clone Wars is being revived for a seventh season. Corey's very excited about that. No. Five years after its original came to end at Cartoon Network, ironically, Lucasfilm ended its contract with Cartoon Network following its acquisition by Disney. However, unlike with Marvel, Disney platform won't have all the Star Wars films like I just talked about. We were not going to have all the films because Turner has them until 2024. So five years after this thing releases. That's a large chunk of time. It is. That's pretty crazy. But Bob Iger said Star Wars movies that come out in 2019 and later, you'll find them there. So that's interesting. Star Wars movies that come out from 2019. That means The Force Awakens and Last Jedi is not going to be on this network either. That Turner deal might be all-encompassing until 2024. It is. I think that has the new trilogy as well then. That's crazy. That is crazy. What is it going to be called? The official name of the service is yet to be announced, but I think, Eric, you said that it's going to be Disney with a plus symbol? Correct. I mean, yeah. at least that's what that's what it popped up as after the, the earnings call. Gotcha. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, gotcha. I, I can concur with the Strothers. Strothers. The Disney streaming service, will it be available in the UK? We have some UK listeners, and what's up, everybody in the UK? <laughs> It's possible, though any launch outside of the U.S. isn't expected until 2020, with Deadline reporting that Disney's streaming service will start with a domestic service only and then expand overseas. So you might, you guys might not get it till 2020 and after that, unfortunately. So thank you to Deadline and also thank you to Digital Spy for bringing this, all this information. So these are the things we know so far. Totally craziness about the Star Wars films not being on there. Those are those little nuanced deals that a lot of people don't know about that mm-hmm. are really interesting. Yeah, and, and you would assume that you're going to get everything. Like, as mm-hmm. a Star Wars fan getting this, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to have this on call whenever I want, but not mm-hmm. necessarily. It doesn't look like it. I wasn't expecting it to be that way, but I wasn't sure how they were going to finagle whatever deal was there now. Realistically, it doesn't impact me at all. <laughs> you have everything, right? It was different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If but will that wreck the deal for anybody planning on subscribing? Will that be like, no, nah, no, nah, that's the that's the cutoff for me. Yeah, right. Like like you said, Star Wars fans, like all of us, King Tom, we have everything already. Yeah. So it's not, not going to be a deal breaker. <laughs> There's, what, 500 other movies, 6,000 other shows to watch. We, I could do without having Star Wars. Yeah, again, for, for a again, couple Again, people, years. three men and a baby. And probably three <laughs> men and a little lady, the sequel. Afterwards. Uh, yeah. It is weird. It's a weird phenomenon, though. Like, when The Last Jedi was on Netflix in Canada, before it was on Netflix in the United States, and people were like, that's crap what that is, even though they've got the Blu-ray sitting there in their cabinet along with the digital version on Voodoo <laughs> right, and Amazon right. and everything else. They're like, it's not fair. <laughs> I don't know why whenever I talk I about things like that, yeah. my accent is always mocking the the people <laughs> who's, where I came from. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the information on the streaming network. Moving on for a couple other things before we go to Les's Licks. Are we going to Les's Licks? <laughs> <laughs> Les's Licks Top Picks. Ooh. Ooh. 
Mm. Birds of Prey will be rated R. Thank God. So during a recent appearance at the U.S.-China Entertainment Summit, Birds of Prey director Kathy Yan spoke about the upcoming all-film team-up movie. According to Deadline again, Deadline, you got some news. I love it. Uh, Yan confirmed during this presentation that Birds would be rated R, something that has been reported in one way or another for several months now. This is what she had to say. I pitched the idea of an R-rated girl gang film, including, I'm glad I read that the right way, including Harley, (laughs) because I was like, Harley needs friends. (laughs) Margaret Robbie, who will reprise his role as Harley Quinn, said of the film last year, Harley loves interacting with people, so so don't even make her do a standalone film. She's got to be with other people. It should be a girl gang. I wasn't seeing enough girl gangs on screen, especially in action space. So that was always a big part of it. The film will see Harley teaming up with Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya and Cassandra Cain as they'll all attempt to take down DC villain Black Mask. According to Yan, the script from Bumblebee's Christian Hudson was a highlight of preparing to potentially do the project. R-rated. We don't get a lot of R-rated comic book films. We've had success with the recent ones, right? With obviously Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and then Logan. King Tom, I'm going to go to you. Are you excited about this film and the rating of R that it's going to be? Pass. Les, are you excited <laughs> about this film and the rating of R it's going to be? Are, are you passing because you don't want to answer? Or are you passing because you're not <laughs> I, about to watch He doesn't this give a thing. shit about this. I, I, yeah, I mean, I. I I'm I know people who are looking forward to it and good for the I hope it's what they want it to be. I'm I'm glad they're not I'm glad they're not finding a need to tone it down that the Deadpool and Logan successes are, are inspiring them to go in the direction they want. But it's it's these aren't really characters that just I'm not that big a DC guy. So I don't think I'd go I might check it out if it's you know streaming somewhere later down the road, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I have an opinion on either way. Okay. Les, what do you think about that? I don't have an opinion on this either way either. I think Margot uh, Robbie's great, and I think she would kick the ass in, the, in this role, and I, I'm going to see it. But I don't know about rushing to go see this in the theater. Oh, you're going to see it opening night with us. Of course you are. If you guys go. Yeah, we're going to go. I'll go see it. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, I'm going to go But I am all for the girl gang aspect and the, uh, you know, trying to get the R-rated and have them lead it. Boss ladies from downtown Gotham tearing it up. That's what I'm about. I do love that aspect of it. I think it's yeah. going to be badass. You got, you got strong the, females go out there, kick some ass. Yeah, just whoop some ass. Yeah. And, love it. And they're going after Black Mask, who is <clears throat> recently has become more of a, I would say, low level A villain uh-huh. okay. as far as Batman rogues go. Because a minus. He's, go ahead. A minus, you would say? Yeah, yeah. Because he's uh, stepped in as the. Last vestige of like the gangsters, yeah, he's a gangster, crime yeah. syndicates, you know, that Batman has taken down. So he's like the last one. And even he's had to take on a, a freakish supernatural kind of thing mm-hmm. and couldn't just be a normal gangster like in the Nolan trilogy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, I, I enjoy that. But we get Renee Montoya, which is a very, very interesting character as far as uh, Batman goes. Uh, she's openly gay. Um, she's like Gordon's, uh, what is it, successor. Oh, that's cool. And there's always a conflict with her and Bullock. There's always a conflict with her and other villains because they try to expose her. And then just the fact that the birds of prey, the one name I didn't see is Oracle. Hmm. 
who is Barbara it's Gordon. It's a big part of this. Well, yeah, it's her deal. Okay. Uh, but I get that they're using Harley to put the team together, but they need a guy in the chair. No, no real pun. So obviously, this means the Joker will be in this film. You can have a Harley Quinn movie and not have the Joker. Don't don't do that. Um, no, at least I, a little bit. No, I don't. I don't think so. This is. I don't whatever. think so. This, this is her is movie. Basically, Harley going. Wait, that's like doing done. a Venom movie without Spider Man. That will never work. Nobody that's will go right. see that. Yeah, uh, that's why I say uh, don't do uh, that. Uh, yeah. Why would you? Well, it's don't only made a billion dollars almost. Oh, yeah. God, don't bring that up. All right. Sorry. Uh, 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 I should definitely go back and listen to the podcast where everybody was shitting on this idea about Venom. Yeah, without oh, yeah. without Spider Man. Uh, yeah, and then nobody will go see it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They proved it. there's tons of crow that was seasoned up, and everybody took a big ass bite. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And to the seven hundred million dollars, I was happy to eat it. It's gonna hit. A, I, it's gonna I, hit a billion dollars by the time it's that done. Crow tasted like the. Finest Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. It's on its way to beating Batman versus Superman, by the way. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That means Disney ain't getting Spider-Man back anytime soon, damn it. That's exactly what that means. What that means is that the negotiation table is going to be a lot different this time. No, no, no. What that means is that they don't want Spider-Man. They want Venom only. They're just going to leave Spider-Man over there. No. (laughs) Anyways, uh, all in all, yeah, if we go watch it, I'm all for it. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Overly enthused, but definitely going to go watch it. Okay. Rated R is cool with you? I yeah, know, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It, with it being rated R, uh, Harley Quinn is a badass. We know she can kick some ass, but actually kicking ass, Black Canary is one of the best fighters in all of DC. Uh, the Huntress is right there next to her. So as far as rated R ass kicking, they're going to fuck. Kane. Yeah, Cassandra Kane. My so bad. I forgot about it. Can, they can they fuck can some handle. shit yeah. up. That's going to be cool to see. And especially with like gangsters and henchmen. There's going to be fucking dudes flying out of windows, mm-hmm. smashed against walls. They're going to fuck some dudes up. They're going to... Yeah, and uh, you guys are forgetting, uh, Ewan McGregor is going to be uh, Black Mask. Oh, shit. That's cool. I didn't know that. He's going to be He's he's well, going to be the go. gangster. You just yeah. got King Tom all excited about this. Exactly. You know, King I, Tom, are you going to go see it, it now? Uh, maybe. Um, she went from, I'll like, think I about don't it. care, past to maybe. Yeah, he said, fuck well, no, that I, to maybe. I, 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 might, I might have a reason or... I, I remember you talking to me, King Tom. You're trying to bond or uh, show your daughter more stuff, right? Yeah, but she's not ready to see anything R-rated. So it's not, I mean, as much as there, you could say, we'll go see Wonder Woman, that's the alternative. Well, they're not going to be able to see this. That's what I'm saying. Oh. So okay. it, it's one of those things where I think you would be more ready to take her to see Wonder Woman and to go see this all-girl. Oh, yeah. R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. You can... You can show her like the the TNT version, you know, mm-hmm. the cleaned up version, yeah. probably. <laughs> All right. Well, there was your birds of prey talk. Now we have an email from OG Rob, and this has a lot to do with Mr. Strathers, Mike Brothers. Hey, Sith List. I finally recovered from Roger's birthday celebration sufficiently <laughs> enough to write it in again. He was there, and he celebrated with us, and it was fantastic. He was uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yes, he was. Very cool. He had his wand ready to go, by the way. Oh, mm. all night long. All night long. Dude. I purchased Eric. <laughs> hold on. I purchased Eric's Rogue One EP and encourage all listeners to do the same. Well, thank you. That is awesome. I was instantly. That is tran- super awesome. That is super awesome. I was instantly transported back to my college dorm days when I heard Ingwe Malstein for the first time. Wow. Eric, you just got compared to Ingwe Malstein, who, if you Dude, don't know who he a is, I- he's a badass guitarist. In the 80s. Really cool of Eric to donate the proceeds to the Kessel Toy Run, which got me to throw in an extra few bucks. Oh, that is very nice of you, Rob. That's awesome. Question. 
when is Eric going to write a theme song for the Sith list? Great question there, OG Rob. We actually talked about that, didn't we, before? And then we just never went anywhere with it. I think we talked about it like on November 28th. Uh, I think that was your first episode on the Sith list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll continue. I know you have a lot to cover this episode with the passing of the great Stan Lee. So, guys, have a great Thanksgiving and try to cheer Les up this week. Oh, Les. We have. Les is all cheered up. King Tom is on. Oh, and if you haven't checked out Bodyguard on Netflix, I recommend it. Really great writing, acting, and production. Starts Richard Madden, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, and is only six episodes, so a quick watch. Later, OG Rob. Thank you, OG Rob, for the email. Thank you for the purchase of Mr. Strothers' great um, EP. I want to say EP. And also, thank you for donating some more for the Kessel Toy Run. That is all good stuff. By the way, I also bought this amazing EP, and I loved it, and I have it, and uh, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that the money is going to the Castle Toy Run as well. So, fantastic. Yeah, man, that I really appreciate that, because I got to tell you, the doing the Rogue One stuff was a lot of fun, and being able to give back to the Castle Toy Run, and also to be able to just hand out my EP, this Subliminal Intent EP, mm-hmm. it and have people here, man, it's all just a win-win-win for me because I'm very proud of it. And it's a way to to get it to people's ears while still allowing them to do something to benefit the toy run. It's And it, it means a tremendous amount to me to know that people dig the music. It really does. So the feedback is much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yes, that's very cool. And by the way, the Kessel Toy Run is killing it. You guys are all doing an amazing job. I have seen pictures of all the stuff that is coming in. Uh, Brandon, who set this whole thing up, is sending me pictures here and there of stuff that's coming in. Man, oh man. So keep on doing it. And I think it's time for the PSA. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Why not? We're getting close to Christmas. Let's bust out the PSA. That is holiday music you're listening to in the background. But don't change that dial just yet. This is Arash from The Sith List, and I'm here to talk to you about the Kessel Toy Run, Episode 2. Join forces this holiday season, like we did last holiday season, and get together and donate a new Star Wars gift to a hospitalized child and family unable to spend the holidays at home. Now, our boy Brandon setting this up. He did it last year, and he did an amazing job. And the gifts were just unbelievable. Got out to so many wonderful kids that are spending their holidays not at home. Toy Drive is going to go from October 15th through December 20th. And all you have to do is go to Amazon.com and under account, click on find a list or registry. Go to search and I want you to put in the Kessel Toy Run at gmail.com. Then you click wish list. Choose your items slash items you'd like to buy. Then send your selection to the address, which I'm going to give right now. Send it to Brandon Manriquez. P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. Now, if you don't want to use Amazon, it's all good too. If you want to go to Walmart or you want to go to Target, and you want to find a gift on your own, just send your items to the address that I listed, and that's Brandon Manriquez, P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. So you might be asking, how is Brandon going to distribute all this by himself? Well, he is 
he's got some help. Toys will be distributed by the Child Life Program at Miller Children's and Women's. Also, our friends, the Rogue Rebels and Saber Guild Temple Prime. When you make that selection, I want you to go on Twitter and tag at Making Star Wars and also tag us at The Sith List. But I definitely want you to tag at Kessel Toy Run. That's at symbol T-H-E-K-E-S-S-E-L-T-O-Y-R-U-N. And are you in? Oh, hell yeah, you're in, because this is a great thing to do. It's the holiday season. Let's put a smile on these kids' faces. This is what fandom is all about. Guys, thank you, and I can't wait to see what you guys get for these wonderful kids. All right, so again, please help out. Uh, Every dollar and every toy goes to a child that is in need of just some happiness, for God's sakes. It's Christmas. It's holiday season. Do something. huh? Less. You ready for Les's Licks? Sure. Yeah. Les's Licks comic book picks. I can't believe that is the <laughs> title of the segment. Dude. It is now. It is now. <laughs> hey, if if I get a if I get a toilet flushing after mine, uh, you, you deal with Les's List. Les's I'm going to put a slurpy sound oh, next to so <laughs> Les's Licks comic book picks. <laughs> that's that's yikes. We go from girl gang to Licks. My God. Oh, here we go. Oh, All right. Lord. What's 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 your great picks for this month? <sighs> the month of November. A thankful month. I'm thankful that we have Eric Struthers on the Sith list and King Tom on the Sith list. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh okay, so I mean this is kind of somber because this is the first new comic book day that we're recording on without the great Stan Lee mm. in our presence. Yeah, alive bring and it in down our, a notch you know, for us. So. All right, whatever. Planet with us. But uh so I'm gonna go Marvel heavy on this one. These are the new ones that are out. You can pick them up. There's Amazing Spider-Man issue number nine that has four variant covers, including one that is featuring uh, certain people. And I'll get to that a little bit later. Very um, poignant, that Amazing Spider-Man, huh? Hmm? Very poignant for this time. Yes. Uh, Avengers number 10, multiple variant covers. One of those that you can pick up featuring a certain group of people. I'll get to that later. Cosmic so. Ghost Rider number five, which is <laughs> the final issue of a five, uh, five issue mini. Which one was that? I'm sorry, Ghost Rider? Yes, Cosmic. Ghost oh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. And then there's Fantastic Four number three. Ladies and gentlemen, they relaunched the Fantastic Four. So issue number three is out. You can go pick that up. There is also a couple of hardcovers, uh, Black Panther volume two, Avengers of the New World. Ooh. So that's a hardcover. Basically, it's a trade. It's about 35 bucks. So you're going to get basically a full volume of issues. Very cool. And then Doctor Strange has another uh, another hardcover. It's volume two also. But then the, here's the two that I really, really want to get into. So Avengers 700. Avengers number 700. There's a... I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a character returns. And I'll just wait for you all to give feedback on that one if you're ever going to pick that up. But there's a return of a character. Can we do a spoiler so you can tell us? Because... Yeah. Okay, hold on. On three, we're going to spoil Avengers number 700 comic book. It's our first time we're spoiling a comic book, so this is a big deal for us. So, five, four, three, two, one, spoil. Uh, this character is often lost in the shuffle of comic book movies. King Tom, I hope you were catching on to this. I uh, think I know. OG comic book movie, probably the first one to let studios know that you can make money doing these Spawn. movies. Avengers. Marvel. Oh, Avengers. I'm sorry. Black guy. Spawn Cut was to black. the chase. Spawn was black. Uh, 
Blade. Oh, Blade. Oh, shit. Blade Ooh, is making cue in. Cue in, the, cue in the techno music now. Okay. Uh, he'll be back. He's coming back in. So bam, bam, bam. that's a big one. And then for me and King Tom, I think you know this one is out today. Hold on, I just want to rewind to where King Tom said, "Let's just fucking cut to the chase." I know he did say cut. <laughs> no, no, no. That was I was trying to. I was trying to. I think King Tom thinks he's a member of the Sith list. No, no wait, you threw down a hint. Talking shit on less. I love it. Did you throw down a hint? I said, "Cut to the chase." Blade, cut to the chase. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, wow. I'm not a dick, king. Jesus. That's, yeah, that's right. why he's the king. That's later, that's that's another episode. That's why he's the king. Jabs at people. Okay, all right. Well done. Well played, King Tom. You and I. Both know the title is returning. Issue number one of Uncanny X Men drops. Wow! Did King, Tom, did King Tom know this? Uh, I think you should know yeah. this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I got. I uh, read it today. Oh, you read? Okay, yeah. Of course he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as yes. Would you, what were you going to say about it? I was going to say I I'm psyched. It's back. I'm just feeling a little lost right now because this is like the third major X-Men event they're doing simultaneously. They have the return to Wolverine. Mm. They have the, I think it's called, is it Extinction? Yeah, I've been reading Extinction. Time traveling X-Men. Yeah. Yes. And then they have this, plus they have X-Men Red, Astonishing X-Men. They're not doing blue and gold anymore. It's just a little bit confusing right now, but the... There's a lot of promise in it. It sets up, it sets up things, and I'm definitely. I think they're go, they're going weekly with yes. Uncanny for a while, aren't they? Yes, and uh, I would say this: it's not Marvel and it's not the X Men. If you don't have 50 X titles, so that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> they think all is right in the comic world, especially when you look up and there's just X everywhere. So awesome. When but you it, went, when, it just I'm, feels oh, like. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say it feels like Extinction Agenda, Fatal Attractions, and uh, you know, like Avengers versus X Men all going and, on and at Inferno once. Inferno and everything. Yeah, and yeah. You know and Infer- is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. There I don't think. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna need one of those like charts on my wall with strings connecting oh, characters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Question for you: Was the people that you were talking about on those original? The variant covers? Was that the Uncanny X-Men? Yes, so there are variant covers featuring the Uncanny X-Men. Okay. Because they're really promoting and marketing this. That's very cool. And trying to push this again. Let's be honest. It's never going to be, you know, the um, number one, X-Men number one, which was like, I think it was 94, like the greatest selling comic. The greatest selling of all time. Yeah. It's not going to beat that, but they're just happy to do their thing. So, yeah. Gotcha. Get on it, people. Gotcha. Well, thank you. That was great. Some great titles. Some good licks. Some good licks. (laughs) Very thorough and satisfying. Brittany, please don't try to beat me up. I'm not licking Carlos. Okay. (laughs) What's great is I don't have to do a sound bite. I can just do it. Oh, man. A lot of saliva flying everywhere. Yo. Shit. And we're just. That tongue is very slippery. Yeah, we're just licking our way on down the slope. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. I fucking hope so. Before it gets any of worse. the Sith list. Episode 119 was a fun one. was a great one. King Tom, king of all Tom, the new member of the Sith list with his segments that he's going to bust out every single week, if he can, weekly. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to you? Well, on, 
You well, can well to, here. Oh, hold on. Let me stop this. Me. Let me stop this. You can listen to King Tom on any podcast that you want to listen to. Just turn <laughs> on a podcast and King Tom will be there one way or the other. But King Tom, where can people find you? On Twitter at Tom Chansky. Great. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to your beautiful harmonical, it's not even a word, voice? <laughs> just look at your beautiful blonde hair and just fucking just get all the Struthers. Where can people just get all the Struthers? <laughs> Follow me on God. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. You can also check out my other Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we drop new episodes every Wednesday and talk about mostly Star Wars stuff. And by following me on Twitter, man, you can you can see my hair, you can find out about my music, you can find out about all the podcasts I'm on, and that's pretty much it. Rumor has it, as Adele once said, that you guys on the Bad Motivators are coming close to your 100th episode. Is this a rumor that is true? It, we are getting close. Where we just episode ninety one came out today. This as and it was it. really good. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Thank you. So, two guys, tune in. If you're not tuning in already, which you should be already, but if you're not tuning in, this is perfect time to step in and check them out. They're getting to their one hundredth. That's a big deal. Can't wait to listen to that, man. I'm not going to say congratulations yet because you haven't hit it. Yeah, it's best to hold that in until I'm it actually it happens. I'm holding it in. Because who knows what could happen between now and then. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, it is. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Less Lord. is more 78. <laughs> Pooh, where can people find you? Uh, at the Sith List. <laughs> you can find me at the Sith List, by the way. Check us out on Instagram, The Sith List, Facebook, The Sith List. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1, that King Tom will not be calling anymore, evidently. <laughs> but you can still call. So check us out there. Please leave some iTunes reviews. They really help. Please go and buy some toys for these amazing kids. Check out the, the Kessel Run Toy Drive. It's an amazing thing. So please do that. Also, a big shout out to my man, my little man, Anthony. Thank you for listening appreciate you taking your time out and listening because you said you would and you did and thank you my man and i hope to see you soon and we will catch you next week on episode number 120 you know i guess one person can make a difference enough said of the sith list lately i've been measuring Seems my time is growing thin Wind me up and watch me spin Watch me spin Watch me spin Skin and bones Skin and bones Skin and bones Don't you know Skin and bones Skin and bones Skin and bones Don't you know I'm just skin and bones Yeah.
guess I get I'm all set I'm all set Skin and bones Skin and bones Skin and bones Don't you know Just getting